0: Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, and I'm being filled with the knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His Word. The Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it is making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I said, amen. Amen. I said amen. amen. Understanding again the Lord will give to you today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And as the word enters you, it will give you a light. Amen. It will make things clear to you. Amen. That decision will be pleasing to God as you make it. Amen. As a result of the entrance of the word. In the name of Jesus Christ. And healing it will bring to your body. It will bring healing to your eyes. It will bring healing to your nose. To every part of you. It will cure sicknesses that you did not even know were there. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now greet somebody on your left, please, or your right. And tell the person, God bless you. Understand is your portion today in the name of Jesus. All right, the Lord is good. Let's start today by reading from the book of um, Ephesians, chapter 5. The culture of faith, that's what we have been on for some time, so I'm hoping that we'll be able to finish that today. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. I just want to tie something that um, we must not forget to talk about when we are talking about the culture of faith. Remember what are we saying? We are saying that faith, our belief, the understanding we have of Christ Jesus, it affects everything that we do. It's not just a church thing. We go to church quite all right. We do, but what we have, what we learn as faith in church, it affects our work on Monday. It affects our family on Tuesday. It affects our relationships on Wednesday. It affects how we react to challenges in life. Every day. It affects how we talk. It affects what we even look like. We can't look like. You know, the world has its culture. And it dictates a lot of things that they produce and push in our faces. For example, they don't believe in holy things. For that reason, they take things that are supposed to be private, they want to make them public. Are you getting my point? So they take a woman's breast and put them in our faces. supposed to be private, but they want it public. Then the men even agreed to be putting their trousers down. I never understood how men, you know, this is a sign of the world being upside down. I have a personal vengeance or anger at people wearing torn clothes and calling it fashion. No, it's madness. It's a reap. I reap the madness from your soul so you can be free. Those are not the weightier matters of the law, but I have never appreciated a a Christian wearing torn clothes and calling it fashion. I think it's madness. And like I tell you all the time, it's not everything you copy. Yeah, I think nothing wrong with them. I just let I me mean, believe I'm not copying. In fact, I think I should read this to you. Now that I came up, talking about culture of faith, I want to to listen to this. It's Something I wrote, I told you I belong to, of course, these days of WhatsApp chat, WhatsApp chat, WhatsApp chats. You belong to all kinds of groups. People will say, crutch classmates. <laughs> People would they were in crutch together. <laughs> The only one I'm in is my university classmates. Uh, we were off in school in 1991. Um, and one day, WhatsApp chat was created for our 25th anniversary. And so they kept looking for everybody. Eventually, anyway, they put me in, and the chat group stayed on, even though our anniversary celebration is over. We did our Silver Jubilee, then went back to school, had a few days of uh, activities. The chat group stayed so You can imagine, I'm in a child group that some people are Christians, some are nominal Christians, we have one Muslim, who's a nominal Muslim, (laughs) and I have a few, there are three of them that don't believe in God at all. Now there we have all kinds of um, people. We have politicians, we have those who abandoned medicine and went to study law after, maybe their father made them study medicine by force. So they are kind of practicing lawyers. Someone will have legal questions. We have have two lawyers in the group. Yes, we have two lawyers. (laughs) Can you believe that? One of them is a practicing surgeon. The other one is a businessman. And they're lawyers. Now, but one of the things that you find out is that when we... Of course, for that reason, we are not there discussing scriptures every day. People just bring up matters. And you show your character in the things, in how you respond. Most of the time, people are just doing is playing. Do you know the way university boys and girls used to do? And yapping each other. You understand? The only guy that plays golf in our, in our midst has one of the biggest stomachs. So we're still discussing, how can you be playing golf and your stomach is this size? <laughs> it's those kind of things that we discuss, okay? But serious matters will come up on issues of the country. That's what I'm get, getting to. And you will now start seeing people say all kinds of things. Oh, I forgot to mention, because course, when people are abroad, many are abroad. We have people in the U.S., people in the U.K., that's where most people outside the country are, in those two countries. So issues of the country will come up, and people will now start speaking, and then I always spoke in a particular way. Then one of the ladies in the class one day, okay, I said something. Somebody said, ah, you mean you agree that uh, there's corruption in the President Buhari's government? I said, "Diversity, said there's no corruption in it. What has he been fighting if there's no corruption at all? You know? <laughs> so and one hey. said so the next day one of my classmates said, I'm still recovering from banking, admitting that there's corruption in the government. I asked, I answered him, I said, when on God's earth, did I ever tell you I thought there was no corruption there? I'm going somewhere. And then, so all kinds of discussions will come up. So one said, you are getting me confused sometimes I don't understand your opinion on this government. I said because you don't, know that because we have two who are staunch supporters of the current government. Even if President Buhari brings a gun and shoots everybody, they will explain why he had to shoot people. So, somebody now said, look, Banky, you get me one of the ladies in the class. You really get me confused sometimes as to your opinion. Because they think that as if I'm supporting uh, the government, which sometimes they agree is doing what is not right. Okay? They think is doing what is not right. And I say, well, I agree that in this our class, there are supporters of the government. That is party, party supporters, APC supporters. I say, I'm not one of them. I said, for the record, I did not even vote for APC. I fellow say felt like collapsing. that you mean you didn't vote for? It? I said I didn't. You voted for PDP, so you are a supporter of PDP. I said no, I'm not a supporter of PDP. I voted according to my conscience on certain matters, and I said, please for the record, let me let you know now. That's why I'm talking about it. I wrote a long one, and I told them nobody should please comment on it unless you want to ask for clarification. I'm not dropping this for you to talk. Just hear it so that you know how I reason, and I want to read it out to you. I'm talking about culture or faith. This will let you know what I mean. I said, for the records, and to make it easy to understand me, here are my points of reference. Number one, I said to them, now follow this. Number one, I believe in God. I pray and hope for the best for my country. I have no other one, nor do I desire another. That is being a Nigerian. It's an official posting from God, of course. I said, number two, I believe that my head of state and commander-in-chief is God-appointed, even though I'm aware that it is not a unanimous opinion among Christians. It doesn't mean that he's the best guy in the country, but he's a man that God has given the staff of authority. So what do we do? I said, he's a man that has a scepter. I said, I believe, number three, I believe I owe him and the nation as a whole prayers and good wishes. Always wishing for good. I owe him the benefit of doubt in every situation. I said, it's just a mindset. It helps my faith. Number four, I know that wearing the crown makes the head uneasy. Like we say, uneasy lies the head. I said, many times it makes the head sick, tired, and frustrated. At times the head gets confused, etc. It's hard. So, I shouldn't be one to make it harder. As a head in a country, it's not like pastoring a church. That passing in a church is hard enough. In a church, at least everyone is supposed to be a Christian. A country like this, our country, is made up of all kinds of people. And I began to mention names. Let me not bother reading those names out. I was mentioning our classmates. Okay? And I mentioned the craziest of the lot. <laughs> I said they are all in the, in the class, in, in the country. And I put my own name too. And I added President Obasanjo's name. I added the Jonathan's name. And I added Banki's name. I said, imagine that. I said, what a mess. Each one has an opinion of what should be done. Leading these people is not funny. Number five. Also, being objective in criticism is harder than it sounds. Everyone has hidden prejudices. And you can't be objective with limited knowledge of the facts. And as a matter of fact, many times we know so little about what is really going on. Number six. Criticizing but not talking to those in power is just a jaw exercise and a waste of time. I'm not saying you must agree, but why are you going on radio to criticize? Go to them. Write them letters. Book an appointment with your... You say they won't listen to you. At least go to your local government. Have you ever written something and forwarded it to the governor hoping that he will act on it? You will be surprised what they will act on if you make sense in what you are doing. You'll climb on radio. They don't listen to you. I hope that I'm adding things I'm explaining to it. Nobody listens. Because they are used to it. Everybody's talking, is noise. But back to my point. That's why I said criticizing but not talking to those in power is just a jaw exercise and a waste of time. Number seven. Life, now listen to this. I said life is a spiritual battle. My main weapon of war is my words. Words are arrows and swords. And as arrows, they travel far. So, as a soldier of Christ... I must be careful when speaking about things concerning my country. My words empower my leaders or weaken them. If I disagree with them, I gain nothing in taking them to the cleaners. Rather, I go and pray. I am not a social critic. I am not a freedom fighter. I am not a human rights activist. I am not saying these are bad people. I am just not one of them. I wield my influence in a different dimension. My commission as a soldier in the army, has certain codes I must adhere to, in uniform or out of it. Remember I said, I am a soldier of Christ. Remember I said that. I said, I'm a soldier of Christ. So my commission as an officer in that army has certain codes I must adhere to, whether I'm wearing a uniform or I'm not. So I said, for these reasons, my sister, somebody was under-asked. I said, these reasons explain why I sound the way I do. It's not to be confused with being partisan. I sounded exactly like that when Jonathan was in power and Obasanjo before him. It's a duty. And I told him, please, nobody should comment. I don't want comments. Just know how I reason. Only one person commented and said, good one, Banky. I don't have to tell you he's a Christian. He said, at least get it right. Why am I saying, talking about this? That is what my faith does. It affects how I talk. Ask you know. you don't criticize the president in my presence. Me and you will fight. I get angry with you. Let's discuss. Look, if you want to, if you want to be shouting presence, go to the bar. Don't come to my presence. It doesn't mean I agree with him 100%. Is it possible? don't even agree with my wife. <laughs> How can I not agree with somebody who you don't know? Who is somewhere far away? 100%. I never thought he a saint. No, I don't think so. It's just that once you mount that office, I have a Christian duty. And that is what I'm carrying out. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it is, I mean, it's saddening. But I still have to do it. I will go home. I will pray. There are times things will happen They burden me so much, but what what will I do? I will keep praying. I won't change my mind. It was the time to leave this country. I feel sorry for you. You will run all over the world. When you get to America, you see that they are also fighting their own battles. You are a black man. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? The problem again is racism. They currently believe you say our own president is 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 it it nepotistic and tribalistic? America, they believe that their president is racist, and they have proof for it also. There's only one black person on his cabinet, and you hardly hear hear his voice, and that is um, Ben Carson. There are very few black people around him, very, very, very few. And he says people like you came from shithole countries, and (laughs) I believe he said it. It's the kind of thing he'll say, and it's the kind of thing the average American says, but they just they are too politically correct to say it in your face. But me, it doesn't even worry me. Call it anything, you don't go, whatever, I don't care. Because that is what we call it every day by ourselves. We do that. So they have their own problems. They have problems with tax. They have problems with getting a job. They have problem with doing business. Very few people you know there is running their own, his own business. Everybody's looking for work. Most of us in Nigeria will look for work. If we don't find, we we'll look for a business to do. And we have an easy startup environment. You get a junction, you put a bowl of a and start flying. Nobody disturbs you. You will even put it on a sidewalk. And tell everybody that wants to pass to pass around the sidewalk. <laughs> it's crazy, but we can do it. So it makes some things easy to initiate in our environment. I hope I get my point. So everybody has his own challenges. That's what I'm going to say. So that is why I owe it to my country to do what I do. It is not political. I'm not being, I'm not being poli- uh, partisan. I am being a believer. I am being a believer. I am releasing positive vibes into the environment, into the atmosphere. I'm soaking up all the free radicals, you understand? All the toxic ones that have been released from by different people. That's what I have to do. So you find out that my faith, therefore, our faith as believers, affects even the way we talk politically. And look, it doesn't mean I, I, you know, I have my opinion a lot of things. When our former, the minister that resigned, yes, issue of uh, forgery or no forgery, I listened to the opinion of everybody. Initially, I was very angry. How will you forge? By the time I heard some other people's stories, you understand, I realized that maybe indeed she did not actively participate in the forgery. They just gave it to her. See, this is your letter. I heard a story of a person who went there by herself and still got a forged letter, just like you also went to Federal Road Safety and got a fake driver's license. It did not happen to you. Good, it happened. So I said, okay, fine. If that is the case, we'll just have mercy on that, but we still have to fire her. Whether you did it, deliberately or not, some things are just not right in certain offices. From day one, I felt he should be fired. I felt it took too long. I wasn't angry. You know, there's a kind of, yeah, yeah. But and then found another one who said he didn't need to serve. But I was very angry. How can you say that? I felt that one should be arrested just for information. I just want to give all of you information and there's a lawyer here can correct me if I'm wrong. Service is not for getting work. If you don't go for national service, it's a crime. Am I right, sir? If, no, you tell me if I'm wrong so that... Uh, the lawyer nodded that I'm right. It's a crime. It's not for getting work. It is a criminal offense, punishable by imprisonment of up to 12 months or a certain fine. So don't just think, I don't want to serve. I'm not looking for work. I want to go to private business. All of us are learning now that whether you want to go to private business or not, not participating in national service will, is a crime and it will backfire one day. It just that Why most of us think it's about work is that they are the only ones that enforce it. It's the employers, big employers and government employers are the ones that will demand your certificates before they consider you for any employment. So we think it's qualification of for employment. It's not. It's a national duty. It's like paying your tax. Do you understand my point? So please, so just, just, just so that will be clear. Just so all of us who don't know will understand. Now I'm just bringing up an issue that, so it doesn't mean I always agree. When these people keep matters came up, I had my own opinion. I felt president should sack this person. I think president should sack this one. I think he should have this one tried. All kinds of things. But I'm not going to say that. You see, sometimes I have my own opinion. But whatever the president does, I will not go around shouting, what is he doing? What is he doing? I will pray for him to have wisdom. And I will start thinking that, peradventure, there is something in what he's doing that I don't know. I just leave it like that. If I'm wrong, at least I'll please God. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Yes, because I know that's how God wants me to react. If I was in his cabinet, I would talk differently. I don't know what I get my point. If he's listening to me, I would talk differently. If we're having debates on how the country should be moved forward and I'm there, I won't agree with everything. No, or God knows that. No, because we are now we are discussing. But once I'm not there, I'm a voice of prayer. I'm a voice of intercession. Do you understand my point? I will not join people because they criticize everybody. There's nobody that's in power that most people don't criticize. Christian culture, I won't be one of them. So you see my faith, just by the way, affects everything I do. And that's what I've been looking at. So it affects even the way we dress. We have our dress codes. Now it doesn't, now let, can I just say this? Some people who don't know, say, eh, if you dress like we are, you know, no jewelry, no makeup, wear a turtleneck, I'm not in that school of thought. You know why? The Bible is not in that school of thought. God used to dress up his women with jewelry. Yeah, he used to do that. He said it himself. I put my bangles on your wrist. He did that. But we are known for modesty. We are known for what? Modesty. I'm known for modesty. And we adapt in such a manner that when people see us, we make a statement. We don't come looking like we are crazy. And then you say, you are a preacher. Then you say, God must have sent you to mad people. Because the way you are looking, you know, there are some things that are just in keeping with certain things. The preacher, you come with ear pierced ear, nose pierced, lip pierced. I wonder whether you're a normal. It you don't go, it don't take you to hellfire. Are you getting my point? But you represent somebody anytime you show up. That's why a man like, um, John G. Lick, you always caught him smartly dressed wearing a suit. He's an American. Why? He's everywhere. I go and represent Jesus Christ. That was his own culture. Do you understand my point? Uh huh. So, but like I said, when we're talking about it, those are not the weightier matters of the law. We know some things are weightier than others. So what you look like outside is one of the weightier matters of the law. It's not one of them. Okay? But then it's still an important thing. I want to please him in all respects. In everything that we do, we want to be pleasing to God. Now, so as part of our culture, I want to talk about something today. Let's get there. Ephesians chapter 5, let me start from verse 15 because my Bible takes a break there. I like to get things in context. I'll read down to, I'll just read a few verses. It said, Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise men, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for this is dissipation but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Now, my emphasis here is verse... um, 18 and verse 19. And do not get drunk with wine, for this is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. You know, I just want to bring out something that the Lord is concerned about our singing. The Lord is concerned about our music. You know, one day I found out that God actually, Jesus actually sang. Did you know that? Oh, he did. I was really surprised, I won't lie to you, when I found out that the Lord Jesus actually sang. Let me read off, if I can, read for us, where I saw that. Matthew chapter 26. he <laughs> just one verse. But this was after the, the Lord's Supper. In verse 30, it said, After singing a hymn they went out to the Mount of Olives. Did you notice that? Did you notice that? Have you ever noticed this before? <laughs> so did you know that Jesus sang? At least now you know. So Jesus must have been an Anglican or something. <laughs> Definitely not the Pentecostal. Because what they sang was a hymn. Pentecostals, they are like, uh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus did not sing a rap. <laughs> He sang a hymn. <laughs> the Lord is good. Please don't take that seriously. Don't go and start biting. What <laughs> he did was to sing a hymn. All right, but he sang. I, the day I found that one, if I colored in my Bible, I was pretty surprised too. I said, What? Lord, you sang? Wow. Just imagine him singing. He sang in Hebrew. That's a real song. I hope you know. I'm not speaking in other tongues. The real song. Are you getting my point? That's Hebrew. That's Hebrew. I hope you know. So, oh, some people thought I was joking. No, I wasn't speaking tongues. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Hebrew for behold how good and pleasant it is for bringing together together in unity. You've not seen, didn't you see what 90 minutes at 10 They sang it on the plane. The commandos on their way to Uganda. They sang it on the plane. Yeah, they did. All right, the Lord is good. So just to bring out here, the Lord actually is interested In our singing, and that's what I want to talk about today briefly, the Christian and his music. Just briefly. I said to us before, you know, there are things that the Bible is so clear concerning. This one sometimes, you have to look closely to see the attitude of the Spirit. Now once, I've thought, who started singing? Where did singing start from? Actually, singing is very spiritual. God expects people to sing. Moses wrote songs even before David did. Do you understand? People have been singing for a very long time, and there's a purpose for it. All right? There is a purpose. You see, Paul was teaching us that we are to sing in Psalms, sing hymns. That is, he tells us there are different kinds of songs. I don't know the exact difference between Psalms and hymns, but that tells us, at least we are sure of that, that there are different kinds of songs that people are, that is, they exist for people to sing. So which one am I supposed to sing as a believer? Okay. Now this, when I was in university those days, it was forbidden amongst us Christians to hear secular music with you. Serious Christians did not play secular music. No matter how much we liked it, we kept our ears away from it. So what some people did was to take, um, secular music and Christianize it so that we could sing them. Do you understand? Now, but of course, after some time, initially we we're used to hymns. That's all, that's all Christians had, you know, Maranatha kind of music. Which, for a young person, is particularly dry. You can understand. So, it was interesting the day we heard Christian rap. There's one that Ken Hagen promoted at that time. One of his uh, uh, pastors. Um, Phil, is this Steve or Philip? i forgot his name now. Called, by Bible Break. That's what they call his name. That name of the track. Steve Willie. Steve Willie sang one Christian rap. And actually helped us. We used it to learn the whole Bible. That's to memorize all the books of the Bible. Especially the New Testament. You know, we put it just by rapping with Steve William. Praise the Lord, for goodness sake. We're all gonna sing the Bible break. Now when you look later now, it sounds like um like Cottis Blue, not very good rap. Then later when I encountered Michael Peace, God gave us a real black guy thing, you know. I've got a devastating lyric that will pierce your heart, grab a hold of your seat, because I'm about to start. That's how the first line. <laughs> Oh, when we in school, trust me now. That's all we have. That we can. You couldn't come. this Christian rap. <laughs> I still remember it very well. Michael Peace, that's the name of the guy who did that one. Okay? Then, in fact, the, uh, now we have all kinds of um, uh, music. But the question, of course, people, our brethren in deeper life, could don't they wouldn't take it as far as they're concerned. It's unbelie- call it anything you like. Don't sound Christian. They didn't believe in playing drums. Have you ever been to those days, you get to those holiness fellowships, there's no drum. There's a keyboard. And they said these people who worship idols are beat drums. That's what some of them have. So, now I go. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Ah, thank God God looks at the heart. If it's the music, I don't believe he was listening. Till now, I don't believe he was listening. He says, singing and making what? Melody. Does that sound like melody to you? Uh, that couldn't be melody when everybody suddenly depressed. That is why some people didn't want to go to heaven because they said that we'll be praising God for eternity. I will do this for eternity. I'm not going. I will do this for eternity. I ain't going anywhere. Leave me. Leave me. I'm not following you people. No, I said no beating of drum. That is satanic. Ha. But of course, (laughs) thank God we didn't go to such fellowships. We had good music, good Christian music. But we insisted upon it. It had to be gospel. It's not gospel. No. Find it whichever way you you want, but it has to be gospel. We dug up all kinds of gospel artists. It had to be gospel. That was why we were raised. Of course, as time went on, people started, you know, Changing some of those, uh, doctrines. But I actually, well, I won't be dogmatic or, you know, I won't make laws for anybody. I'll just explain the way I reason. Now, we believe some things that, first, one of the things that really confused me, well, not really confused, one of the things that made me change my mind about some things that I found a lot of Christian artists who didn't believe in God. It's business. The time Mandela was released, a lot of us are singing, uh, in fact, I remember when our brother, Sonny Okosun began to sing, sing gospel. Many people said, Huh, why won't you sing gospel? Mandela has been released. You no, know, before many people, it was Free Mandela. Da, 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 da Hey, he, Free Mandela. Every, every reggae man sang Free Mandela. Then one day, they, they freed Mandela. Ah, say we too will I sing now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the first line of the Sonny Okosun song. You no, know, he used to sing all this, uh, black power, African power things. If I still remember, uh, is he Singawozi? You know? Is it, now your guy and now your neighbor. This is he's nodding vigorously. This guy used to jam with him. The next thing we saw, glory to the Father, to the Son, and to, uh, to, the, Son, and to the Holy Ghost. Amen, somebody. Hey, amen. People say, hey, they have freed Mandela. That is what the problem is. I don't know whether it's true. I'm just telling you what people said. I wasn't the one that said it. A lot of people are saying, now, I believe he was a Christian, but I saw many people. Like I told you, you know, I told you, that your guy. You know, that guy. It's There's one guy, was Very, his music was jamming all over the country. Many of us here know the song. If I song, you will know it. I refuse to sing the song. I just totally refused. My wife said, why? I said, he's not a Christian. And this is a worship song, though. We worship you, Lord. People are raising hands, and the man is in front, carrying my, once it starts like that, I put my hand down. My wife's waiting, I say it's not a Christian. He's not a Christian. That guy, he's not a Christian. He had hits, no records, yes. Hit records all over the country. Going from church to church, I said he is not a Christian. Then later on, I was proven right. I told my, did I not tell you this guy is not a Christian? How was I proven right? Let me not even start. I said, I told you, he's not a Christian. I had my reasons, but I won't go into that now. What I just want to bring out is the fact that a lot of people began to sing gospel music because it makes money. They have a ready audience for their mediocrity you hear what I said? Because Christians are very nice people. And so, we are looking for music. Once we seem to be able to sing small, we will buy. Because you couldn't comp- compete with some of those very good people. So, we, a lot of people... And then, church is always a place where people release their talents. And, you know, because singing is part of church, a lot of talented people find it easy to go through the choir... Choir has drum, they have keyboards, they have guitar. You go to churches like Church of God Mission, they can train an orchestra. Their music, those days, you come there, they will train you, believing you want to sing for Christ. But many people came there, learnt, and left. Would it not surprise people? many people unless you know that the band was his choir leader? The band. Is the guy a Christian? I really don't know. Some people backslid. Some people did not backslide. They were never believers. Many of the big uh, musicians you know in the world, especially the black people, they were trained in church. What's the name of this one that died recently? Hmm? Died. Aretha Franklin. Is she the one? Aretha Franklin's father is a, was a minister. Like I was saying in Oka, Whitney Houston was trained in church. The, one of the best voices, if not the very best that the world has ever heard. So many people, of course, pass through church for training, and a lot of them not believers. Some release good mu- music. I remember Immigrant was our white girl that we used to jam to those days. Song, very nice songs. El Shaddai, remember El Shaddai? Yes. And one day the girl left us there. The mass grant has departed from us. Yeah, because the gospel music doesn't make that kind of money, really. And you have to realize something, believers. Money is not the reason why we do what we do. Now, But it's all this confusion that came in. People like us, look, I just say, listen. I said listen carefully to what you are saying. And sometimes I listen to musicians who are not gospel musicians if I like what you are saying. And then as I was grew up, I began to balance some things. I remember um, I never liked country music much. But I heard when this man gave his life to Christ, um, Kenny Rogers, yes. So I went to a Christian shop and I saw his music there, so I bought it. All of them love songs. Nothing wrong with love songs. All of them, apart from one, and it aided my ministry when I was planning to get married. Look, if you a single man, you want to go and meet a woman, say, "Let me sing for you." Jesus is coming, oh, amen. Now you're on. No, be me send you that one. You have to be able to sing songs that have look in my eyes inside. When I think of you, I can't sleep again. He said, "Very nice song to help." Yes, you have to sing such songs. What is his name? Um, um, Kenny Rogers' sang, To me, you are the love I have looked for. I said, "That's good. Give me that track. Give me that album. You can send it to a woman, and then you will marry." But this one, you are singing. Praise the Lord. You'll be single for a very long time. <laughs> the Lord is good. But what, what, what should we do as believers? That's what I'm trying to explain. First, let me quote Theodore Ebb. Theodore Epp made a statement. Now, before I quote Theodore Ebb, let me first say this. Music is important. It affects movement of the spirit. It does. It affects what you hear. How music rhymes with your body, your soul, affects how spirits around interact with you. What I have told this is a matter of fact. We know that there was an evil spirit that was in Saul. And I for times we will not open to it, but we all know those stories, don't we? Yes. And then that's in 1 Samuel chapter 16. You will find it that, no, don't bother opening to it, I just want, you, you can read it later. You find out that there, they told them, Saul, that let's go and get a man that plays skillfully, you know, on an instrument, the harp. And then so that when the man will play, the evil spirit, even though it was sent from God, according to the Bible, that it was God that told him, go and torment that man. He said, it will leave you and you will feel better. That is, the environment becomes non-conducive because of the kind of music the man is listening to. So the man will calm down. Bible evidence, the kind of music you hear affects how you relate with spiritual things. Another proof, when Elisha was called, they came to consult Elisha. And he wanted to hear what God was saying. He said, "Bring me a minstrel, bring me somebody that can sing, you know, that can play." There are ministers still today if they want to minister. This one that I do, they don't understand it. Before they look, you know, I would just come here. Somebody will just say prayers, pray. Uh, the Apostle came will tell pray, pray. People will pray oh, for ten minutes. They collect the microphone and start preaching. I will go. Yinka we lead prayer. I start preaching. So ministers can't do that. There has to be good music. They have to play for a while. Worship songs. Good songs. And then they are ready to minister. Which one is good? Anyone that works for you. This is my own works for me. It's been working for me for a long time. I, do, I mean, I'm not maybe the kind of spirit I have does not need it. The anointing that God gave me does not need that thing. For some people, no, it doesn't work like that. That's why some ministers, they travel with the person that sings. That's what they do. That's just their ministry. But one thing is certain... The kind of music that we hear affects how we relate to spiritual things. That's a matter of fact. That is why, and I'm not talking about the songs now, that is the, the lyrics. I'm talking about how the beat goes. Now, I stumbled once into a man's article. He's a professional musician. I read a bit of it. That, that did two things for me. Number one, it got me, that is what he was trying to explain. I got thoroughly confused after reading a bit. But I learned something from it. The man was saying, in effect, that by analyzing music, he can tell you whether it is good music, that is spiritually good music, or something that will open door to evil spirits. He said there are some kinds of music that are not in tune with righteousness. He knows music. I don't. So I can't quote him, but I just like that's because he kept on like you see the analysis. Of course, when you don't know music, the man was speaking Greek to me. I didn't know what he was talking about. But I took that one from it that listen, music does something. So you should be careful. I just believe, how do you select your music? I believe that, first of all, the target is not music, it's a fellowship with God. What is the mother of, um this is our great, uh, is it a English preacher? No. John Wesley. John Wesley just said, what is sin? Anything that reduces your fellowship with God. Are you getting my point? So if you play one kind of music and you know, we are human. We will we, we know. You will know whether it's improving, my fellowship, or oh, it is not. There are some things they call Christian music. The Jaguar Jan sticks inside it. Your spirit is dead by the time you finish listening to it. Okay? That is one. But secondly, Theodore Ebb said, Don't sing the song if it doesn't have a message. No matter how beautiful the melody is, it is a message that counts. That's Theodore Epp. He said, Don't sing the song if it doesn't have a message. Let me modify it. Check the message. Check whether it rhymes with your faith and what you once done in your life. I May mean, I don't believe in denying talent. What I mean is that if you, have, if you are talented, I would admit it. That one day, you no, know, I told you when I was in school, the music, all those people that were raining that time, Majek, you know? Majek. You know, people like that, as Fashek, all right? Which one is first? Fashek, Majek, Majek, Fashek? But it's the same person, whatever you call it. It was raining that time, you can send down the rain. When we were in school, I don't need to tell you I was not allowed to sing it. So people were singing "Send Down the Rain." We kept on passing. What is that one? It's un- unbelieving music. It's secular music. The guy is not a believer. It's SK. Sense knowledge, worldly. Then one day I was in Lagos. This was after school, after NYC. I was in Lagos. Then the TV was on, and then they were showing a show that my Jack ministered. Can I use the word ministered or played? Ha. He just came back from the abroad that time. He had these shackles on him, you know the way he used to do, and a bell. He was, you know, was a prophet, in quotes. And he was ringing his prophetic bell and declaring prophetic words. I wasn't taking that serious, of course. I did that for a few minutes. made a lot of those Freedom Fighter songs, all those Rastafari things. And at the end of the day, he went back and had removed the shackles, removed his robe. He was not ready to sing. Then that music was going on. And then he held the microphone like this and stood and turned, is it Fashek Majek or Majek Fashek? Huh? Eh? Which one is number one? Majek. Majek. So he held the mic and said, Majek Fashek in a new yuk. That first line, I fell in love with him on the spot. I said, is this why the whole world is following this guy? I hate talent. I said, God. I, don't worry, I didn't become a disciple after. But I recognized just one line. I didn't do Bob Marley too because of the things I've told you. Then once again, I was watching TV and I saw Bob Marley sing. There was an ease with which this man sang that I said, you know, I'm this kind of person. I said, God, whatever you are giving me to do in life, I must achieve this level of expertise. That's why I don't bother singing because I can't achieve it. <laughs> Let's limit it to preach, We'll keep on getting better. I've not reached there yet, but I mean, <laughs> we'll keep improving. But if I sing too much here, all of you won't come back next time. <laughs> he said, Who's ministering, Pastor Banky? I'm washing my clothes. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. But behavior like Pastor Delvan, Chris Delvan, sing. Ooh, You know, God dwells in the likeness of man. Honestly. You know, you know it, once he holds a mic, and it, anyway, let me, let's not even go there. It's not even about quality of voice in, in some people. They're just the way the music flows out of them. It just flows out. Effortlessly. Now, I mentioned those two secular musicians, so let you know that. I'm one person that, when I see talent, I don't. I say, man, this guy is good. I'm not listening to him. You know, they were making noise, the band, the band, the band. I didn't know who the band was. I just used to hear the band, the band. So one day, my car was kind of out of commission, so I told one of my resident doctors, please, when you are going to work, pick me up. So he picked me up. So we're driving to work, and there was playing one tip, which, I, I didn't even know what it was saying, but was in the sky, was driving to work. And one track after the other, I said, ah, whoever is this guy is, this guy is very talented. And he said, that's the bunch. I said, oh, that is the, the bunch. <laughs> I said, wow, no wonder he's this successful, that this guy is really talented. Okay? So in the same manner, one day, I'm talking about Theodore Ebb. i just like, you know, free guy, you know, I'm just listening to, you know, just listening to what you're saying. I felt the most talented reggae musician I ever heard was this guy, Shaggy. What happened was that where I was staying, one guy that was parking in downstairs, when he was um, parking in, he had his guys came to help him walk, you know. So they were playing music in the car, they let the doors open. And I was hearing the rap, and it was ending with, see my confession. Why me, why me, Lord? Why me, why me, Lord? I didn't know that it was Satan. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Satan. Satan, Satan, asking why me not. But me, man of God now, I didn't know anything better. So, oh, they were not doing trade fair. And that's the why they were selling music. Then they sent, I said, Do you have that guy, Shaggy? Then they give me Shaggy. <laughs> Ross, hallelujah. <laughs> According to God, said, like, Hallelujah. I reach out so I push again. Man, the guy, talent. The kind of things that will pain you when you see it being wasted. Talent. Then began to sing. next thing I heard, is it, that's Alice. Alice called me yesterday, sleeping with the girl next door, Go punish you, your music. What kind of rubbish is this one? What? Alice caught you? Sleeping with the girl next door. I don't need to tell you. It didn't take me long to take the CD and throw it away. It didn't break. I was I said, no, no. I told my wife, this is not, it's not good. It pained me, but that was the end of my relationship with Shaggy. You don't need to preach to me on secular music is good or is bad. I didn't need it. How can a man, the first line of the song, if somebody caught me, that is his wife or his girlfriend, whatever it is, caught him, and you sang it if you really did, I shouldn't be before the Reverend Father. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Bless me, Father. Do you get my point? You now sang into a song, and I am supposed to be listening to it. Then listen to me. Whatever entertains you, according to, um, Kola whatever entertains you, enters you. Let me tell you something about songs, before I talk about the lyrics further. If you go and read Deuteronomy chapter 31, you will see that Moses wrote a song for Israel. For time's sake, you may not bother opening to it now. But Moses wrote a song for Israel. And why did he write this song? That was what taught me why God made songs. God expects us to chant. Let me say that to you as a matter of fact. That's what they call meditation. When the Bible talks about meditation, Joshua said, this book of the law shall not depart from your heart. Was that what he said? Was that what he said? What did he say? From your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. If meditate meant to think, it will, it will have said, not from your heart. He said, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but the opposite is you must mutter it to yourself. That's the meaning of the word meditate. So if you've seen people that meditate, like Islamic clerics, people like that, they don't sit down there thinking. If you see Jews do it, you in know, in those their schools, it's not thinking. What they do is what the Bible calls meditating, which is what? They mutter. They are there. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Makes me lie down in green pastures. I shall not want. This message is what I I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not You see them nodding up and down. They don't keep quiet. That's why we don't want to meditate. You know what? We meditate dream. We fall asleep. No, you know. It has happened to you. How can you wake up at 2 a.m. that you want to meditate? And you lie down on the bed and you say, what are you doing? say, I'm meditating. Don't lie to yourself. Finish your sleep. Because sleeping, you shall sleep. Real meditation is you will get up. Take your Bible. Take whatever book. Pace up and down. Sit up if that's what you want to do. Cross your legs somewhere. But open your mouth and talk. You don't want to meditate on the word of healing. It's not to think about it. It's to open the scriptures. Himself took my infirmities and my diseases. By his strife, I have been healed. Mm. Jesus was taken to the cross, kneels there for my sake. As his body was wounded, I was being healed. It's not about thinking. If you are thinking, you're, you'll be distracted. It's not happened to you. As you are trying to think, you start thinking of something else. As you are trying to think, you now remember that, ah, that woman has not paid. Why is she not paid now? Mm. But if you are talking, it's less likely you will be distracted. So God, believe, God says we should chant. We should learn to talk. We should have things. That's what Paul was saying. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Now, what was he trying to explain? These are things you say. Now, if I were to come to you, this meditation we're talking about now, and I come here, I say, Apostle, the Lord is good. Okay, let's say we are here. The Lord is good all the time. The Lord is good all the time. But after saying it five times, we're kind of bored. We're kind of tired. So the Lord said, No, make it a song. To remember, you know, know lyrics of a song. You know, old people with their thick brain full of all kinds of things. They don't remember, they can't memorize anymore. But once it's a song, it's never hard, no matter how old you are. Sing it a few times, you, if I tell an average adult, memorize four stanzas of a poem, it's hard. Children, no, I mean, give them 10 minutes, they are back. But an average adult, no, how will he remember? As he's trying to remember the first line, he remembers that, ah, the children are going to school on Monday and have not finished paying their school fees. Nothing wrong with his brain. It's too many things to think about, and I told CVMS to balance the tire of that car. It didn't finish balancing it. That time I was driving, it was pointing to one side. So when you say meditate, memorize this. Now I declare. Now I declare. Ha! Ah, that man said, "Will be here by 12. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem with adults. Children don't have that. They just focus on one thing; they memorize it. So you know what God did? He so said it's simple. How do we help people remember something? Make a song out of it. That's why God invented songs. It helps people remember. So words that you are supposed to remember, the easiest ones to remember are the ones that are in songs. So there was that important message Moses wanted to pass across to Israel. So you know what he did? God said, listen, I have written in the book, these people will they read. Even when they don't read, they sing. You know that? So you know what Moses did? He wrote all the prophetic words that were important for them to remain in fellowship with God I made a song out of it. The concept was that it was going to be a national song. There are songs you sang in primary school. I still remember the first you know, song we sang those this. There's a land that is fairer than day. I sang that in, I'll give you, like 1977, thereabout. I remember most of the words till today. Boys of spirit, boys of will, boys of Moses, brain and power. Feet took cope with everything. These are wanted everywhere. I sang that song 1978. Forty years. Is that not so? This year. I remember the words till today. The scripture I read last week, I can hardly remember it. (laughs) That is the power of songs. So any song you are singing is affecting you. It's affecting your heart. It's affecting your spirit. Once a song has words, check the words very well. If it's not edifying, don't sing it. That's how one bro <laughs> One bro came to church one day was singing with you know this praise worship praise the Lord. We're singing praise. Next thing, one love, let's get together, feel alright. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I was in the service. No, it wasn't a joke. Out of the abundance of the heart. <laughs> The mouth sings. <laughs> no, you know the way songs were going, people were jamming and Praise the Lord, the Lord is good, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're singing, next thing I heard, oh, They got one heart. Oh, you know, it sounds Christian. Until you get to, let's get together and feel all
1: right.
0: <laughs> that we had a good laugh. Church service. Whatever entertains you, enters you. That's the reason why. So, the thing that entered the man. You get what I'm trying to say here? So that's the discipline. Just, I told you, I, that day, I said, Shaggy, you are talented, but you're misled. There are times I look at, like I was teaching today at Oka, so there's nothing Satan can give anybody. I hope you know that. Anything like that you have is a gift that God ordained for you to have. All Satan can do is make you use it for somebody else. Corrupt it. Change it to a wrong purpose. That was what he wanted to do with Jesus. He said, just bow to me. He knew Jesus was gifted. He knew he had the anointing. This was after he had been anointed. Remember, Holy Spirit had come had come upon him. If Jesus had bowed to Satan, he would have left that place and healed the sick. I hope you know that. He still would have healed the sick. No, he still would have healed the sick. The gifts and callings of God they are without repentance. He still would have healed the sick. Except that he would be healing the sick and magnifying somebody else. He would be healing the sick for a different purpose. You'll be there gathering the multitude, but unto somebody else. And I'm sorry to say, many people today, even though they appear like churches and Christians, they are doing the same thing. They've, God has anointed them, but they are bound to Satan with it. But many people didn't even get to that point. But inside them is a gift that God gave to them before they were born. So what, do, what are they doing with it? There are several different purposes. Like I, I, I was listening to, was it Bob Jones? Or one of these American prophets, the other they teach. And they said Elvis Presley, now, most of us in Nigeria don't know much about him beyond the name. He was a man who moved America. Moved Europe. He didn't move us. <laughs> he didn't move Africa. I don't know. Uh-huh. But he moved those people. Sometimes, I don't know any of his songs, but I've heard some of the songs. I said, is that what people are moving to? You know, what is all of that? He was a king of rock and roll, whatever it was. But Bob Jones said he was supposed to be an evangelist. That that ability to control the crowd was given to him to do the kind of thing that people like um, Rehan Bunke were doing. But it was used for another purpose. I hope you are getting my point here. Why am I saying this? When I hear people sing fantastically, I don't believe Satan can give anybody a gift that God didn't want to give him before. The difference is that God says walk before me and be perfect before I release this thing in your life. But Satan is not bothered about that. Just do what I want and I will release it to you. Everyone, it comes comes to money. When it comes to money, somebody joined the cult to make money. If God didn't want to give him money, he couldn't have gotten the money. He couldn't have gotten it. And that's why I'm convinced many people go through those rituals and die in the process. Because they want to go to an area where God said, I will not grant you. So God kills them. But for those who have already ordained to have it, all they have done is, you know, shortened the process. They've cut away the refining process that will make it possible for them to receive what God had planned for them. And many people today who are doing music, that's what they are doing. They take the songs that God has given them, the voice, the talent, and they use it to serve another purpose. And I'm convinced it's one of the choice areas where people do that every day. People actually leave church. Now, listen, I'm one person that I don't believe that because you're a Christian, you must sing praise worshipful. No, that they are different. No, it's not every doctor that's coming laying hands on you. Many of them operate, they prescribe their medicine, but because of the meditations of God in their lives, they have better understanding. Ben Carson as an example, he never told you he got people well by healing of hands. What happens is he practices his medicine with his knife, with his instruments, but he prays before everything he does. God gives him understanding. God gives him skill. In the same manner, I believe that there will be Christian musicians whose primary duty is not to be raising worship songs. I think Christian musicians should sing love songs so that we have clean things to sing. All of us are there queuing up and singing uh, praise and worship alone. We need songs that encourage people. It's not praise. It's not worship. It's just songs that encourage. Men need to have songs to sing for their wives. In fact, you don't need to write that one again. Solomon has written a very beautiful one there. Just sing it for us so that we know how to sing it. So when you read some of the some of the things that Solomon wrote some of the some of the most some of the most erotic things I'm telling you you Solomon are you a Christian
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Solomon sing it for us we know where to use it one day I was listening to two face and I said this man with all the talent God gave you must you go mad I thought you know that is the first album there's the second album he had I done but the one that was very very nice almost every word there very nice then one day I heard one song he was singing. You know what he said? He said, Natutu chika, go <laughs> One in my jacuzzi, one in my is it bedroom or something. Eh? Oh, he said, if will just use your talent, we can't, we can't patronize you again. I can't see that. Come on, get away from there. Rubbish people. I think I like what they thought, did to us when we were young. Gospel music or nothing. We had all kinds of musical. I hope you get my point here. The lyrics of the songs are important. If the words don't glorify God, I don't mean it has to be praise, worship. Are you getting my point? It doesn't have to be. If, but if the lyrics don't glorify God, if they are not decent, if they are not in accordance with your morals, drop it. If they are not in accordance with your morals, you drop it. Like I told you, I think I was quite liberal at the time, you know, and listen, but you know, I found out something, you easily get tired. There was a time, you know, that the show key used to make us laugh in Lagos, so we bought the tape and had it in my car. He used to sing nice songs those days. though. I, I remember this particular one that he used to catch the whole of Lagos. If you see my mama Ozana, he now told a, so- a story in it. That get better. You know, remember that song? Yeah. But as nice as it was, I played shoki for a while. It's like listening to D B Joshua recite Keleko Plant. <laughs> I listened to the manuscript. I just after a while, my spirit is my spirit is not lifted. When we are in the office in Lagos, they will be laughing. Singing a song, we'd be laughing with Daddy Shoki, but in quiet moments, I just realized that Domwen does the job. Okay, frankly, with the Puyaka Puyaka, he does the job. Mary Mary does the job. And now, I don't know music much, so I can't mention too many names. All the ones I know now are worship people. Are you getting my point? So, Natan does the job. Yeah, sure. Oh, no, when it comes to worship, he does the job. You can leave them playing. My wife and I, we do that a lot. We leave it playing the whole night. One of the reasons why I do that is that even though you think you are sleeping, your soul is imbibing music.
1: That's true.
0: That's true. Your soul is imbibing music. Your soul is just imbibing. It. So when, it, when they give you micro, you won't mistakenly do one love. <laughs> you won't mistakenly do it. I believe, and, and that, that, that I know is the word of God. Our music, one, must reflect what we believe. Lyrics. I'm talking about lyrics now. Must reflect what we believe. That's the list. It must be a define. It should be something that lifts you up. I remember those when I was the house officer, I used to start every morning with um, a Power of Praise by, oh, what's his name now? phil Driscoll. As soon as I wake up, I put it on. Oh, hail the power of Jesus' name. That's how he sang his own. Let all angels prostrate fall. That is, as I'm waking up, is playing. Then he brings out his, his saxophone and starts playing. That will wake you up into the spirit. When you are walking that day, you'll be walking in the spirit. I hope you're getting my point. I believe it is important, like I was saying earlier, that Moses, it's important we fill our environment with good music. Should Christians listen to secular music? Most of them are bad. Most. I didn't say all. When I say secular, this is what I mean by secular music. Believe, the, the musician is not a Christian. The, and the words don't even pretend to be anything gospel. That's what I mean by secular music. What I, should they listen to it? You couldn't listen to it? Well, like I said, my answer simply would be basically no. Why? 99% of them are bad. 99%. They don't say things that are defined. Some don't have make, have any sense. They don't, just, you know, it's just for dancing. That one, I can't make any comment. I leave you to your conscience. Are you getting my point? It's true. I, I, I can't say anything. I don't know. Because some of them you hear. Oh, but when people are dancing, everybody's on the. You know? There's nothing inside. Now, you must remember that we have limited time in life. We have to make good use of the time. The Bible tells us. Remember that. Be not, Do not be unwise, all right? Making good use of your time. He said, make sure you are wise. Make good use of your time. You have limited time in life, so use of every opportunity to put the most important thing in your heart. Today, I was going through my phone trying to delete some things, and I saw something, I, a voice note I put there before. And uh, Pastor Busui Nundu was the one that praised that message. He said, God saved us for the primary purpose of knowing him. Are you getting my point here? Now, why am I still talking about that again? That we must therefore use every avenue. We take hold of the time. I found myself recently that smartphones distract a lot. What I do, what was distracting me about smartphones is reading news. I catch all my news on the smartphone, not even on TV, or anything. Most of the time I was fine. I have I, I have news apps and all of that. A few weeks ago, I just realized well recently, I just realized that I was spending a lot of time staring at the phone reading such things. So I said no. So when I want to waste, in quote time, I open my Bible app. I start reading the same thing that I've read again and again. And the way God has done me, there's no way. I told my wife that once. There's no way I open the Bible. I will not get understanding. The Bible is my friend. I'm the one that I've not, I've not been faithful in reading it. The Bible talks to me. If you see me sometimes doing like this, I'm not sending me to anybody. I'm reading my Bible and understanding, and because the Bible app I use, all right, allows me to take notes. So I'm just taking notes down, taking it rapidly. I will feel, sometimes almost every other verse in the whole chapter I fill with notes. So I told myself, no, waste time reading scriptures. I'm talking about music now. So now wasting time with music that do not edify. What do I do? As a believer, I must, in quote, waste time with what edifies, with what soaks the word into my heart. I need every opportunity. Let's go, go there. Psalm 30, um, 31. Yes. Now you see in that, uh, that portion what God did with Moses. Just go down to around verse um, 22 towards the bottom. Let's start from verse 14. So save time. Uh, let me see how do we do this. Let's start from verse 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, the time for you to die is near. Call Joshua and present yourselves I prefer things like this. So I don't want this in my just die. You didn't know you are going to die. The Lord is good. Who who likes that kind of testimony? I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, give me a tour. You know what they call give me a tour. I want to be the one in the hurry to go. That's when it's dying time. I'm just that just by a side one. God told Moses, time for you to die has come. I like that, being informed. But not just by the way. So call Joshua and present yourselves at the tent of meeting that I may commission him. So Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves. Verse 15, the Lord appeared in the tent in a pillar of cloud. Verse 16, the Lord said to Moses, behold, you are about to lie down with your fathers. And these people will will arise and play the harlot with the strange gods of the land. Now notice that. He said, the strange gods of the land into the midst of which they are going. And will forsake me and break my covenant which I have made with them then my anger will be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them and hide my face from them, and they will be consumed, and many evils and troubles will come upon them, so that they will say in that day, is it not because our God is not amongst us that these evils have come upon us? But I will surely hide my face in that day because of all the evil which they will do, for they will turn to other gods. Now, therefore, Write this song for yourselves and teach it to the sons of Israel. Put it on their lips so that this song may be a witness for me against the sons of Israel. For when I bring them into the land flowing with milk and honey, which I swore to their fathers, and they have eaten and are satisfied and become prosperous, then they will turn to other gods and serve them and spawn me and break my covenant. Then it shall come about. Now listen to this. Then it shall come about when many evils and troubles have come upon them that this song will testify before them as a witness, so that I shall not be forgotten from the list of their descendants. For I know their intent which they are developing today, before I have brought them into the land which I swore. So Moses wrote this song the same day, and taught it to the sons of Israel. Now for time's sake we will not read the song now, but you can read from chapter 32. You see how the song goes. There he described the acts of God, described the backsliding of the people, described that is he described how God built them up. Verse 15 talked about how they began to backslide. He said, But Jeshurun grew fat and kicked after God had blessed him. Then verse 19, Now, As a result of this, God saw it, spawned them, and then he brought his judgment against them. And you see the judgments. It's a very long song. Very, very long. And then in it, he puts the reason, a, a method by which they can be reconciled to God, towards the end of the song. Now, what was this song, song was supposed to do? That is, once they learned the songs, whether they had the Bible or not, when they are in prison, they will sing it one day. I don't know whether you are getting the point. That is, the song was supposed to be an easy way to remember the principles of God. The song was supposed to be an easy way to remember the faithfulness of God. And the song was supposed to be an easy way to remember what they would do in the time of distress. Now, what am I going to say here? That was why God made songs. So every song is supposed to teach us the principles of God. It imprints things in our hearts. It imprints things in our minds. Every opportunity we have, we are supposed to use to build our faith. I hope you're getting my point here. Therefore, don't waste your time. That's what I'm trying to emphasize. Don't waste your time with things that don't build your faith. I believe you get a few romance songs that you can sing for your husband and your wife. It's very nice, isn't it? Yeah, those are the things. You can get Solomon to sing that one for you. But what I'm trying to say is this, every song we sing as believers, and we'll be known for it. Those of you who were in school, once you are playing music, I knew whether you're a Christian or you were not. Once I get that, those is Bobby, what, what, Bobby Brown, what's the name of the group before him? Is it New Edition? They were, no, new, which one? No, it's New Edition. Uh-huh. Anyway, those days they were raining. Once we heard it on your music set, you're not a Christian. We didn't, look, we didn't have to pray, but we just knew. Our spirit told us instantly that you're not born again. Because Christians, we maintained a rule. We only listened to gospel music. Yes, I agree, we're quite tight on it. We're very, very strict. So I know we crept into a bit of legalism. But I think that kind of legalism is better than the kind of freedom that cannot distinguish one from the other. If a musician sings dirty songs, don't play him. It's teaching you a bad habit. I hope you're getting my point here. Now, like I said, these are not the weightier matters of the law. As if you do, you go to hell. You won't go to hell. But your faith will not be as strong as it should be. Let me add something to that because I want to close now. Those who are anointed to sing, you also have a responsibility to release something for us. I don't know whether you're getting my point here. Yeah, you do. It's not about making money. It's about helping us build our faith. If you're anointed, you have a responsibility to develop that gift. Give us something to sing. It is not about making money. It's about helping us build our faith. It's, I listen to messages a lot too. I do. But there are times I just feel like, ah, I've listened to messages. It's been a while. I bring out in my car, usually it's um, and Percy Paul and um, Chris Delvan. I bring them out, put them in. I can play that for days. There's one particular one that my wife and I like so much. The one that says, um, the Lord is my light and the light of my life, I will never be afraid. If you should listen to that song, Chris Delva. Believe me, it will remove fear from your life. It will. He said that there's some particular one that... Um, how does it go again? About... Because... Um, that when trouble comes, I will not be afraid. Why? Because I called on the Lord long before the trouble came. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Therefore, I will not be afraid. Are you getting my point? That's the thing we are talking about. You build your faith. I do that a lot of times. After something, I just start playing music. I can be playing music alone for days. Then I switch again to messages. It's important. We have that responsibility as believers to encourage one another. All right? By releasing good music, we are talented in that area. If that's your gift, But I'm saying all of us who are believers, God cares about what we listen to. Let's bow down and heads to pray.
1: Let's give the Lord thanks this evening and say, Lord, we thank you for teaching us. I believe you learned something today. I believe your heart has been transformed. I believe also that God healed somebody. Because anywhere the word of God is, there is power, and I believe the power of healing was present. Though nothing about healing was said, but of course the Holy Spirit works like that. So let's give him thanks and say, Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord, for feeding us once again. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us, for putting us on that right path. We give you praise. Thank you. We are so grateful. Blessed be your name forever. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. And may the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you, may the Lord cause his face to shine upon you, and be gracious unto you, may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, and give you peace, in your going out and in your coming in, the Lord will keep you, no evil will come near you, no plague will come near your dwelling place, in the name of Jesus, mercy is your portion, goodness is your portion, And the Lord, indeed, will lead you in that path of righteousness. The grace to please God receive in the name of Jesus. That um, thing that you have struggled with before, I believe why Pastor was preaching, the power of God was giving you that ability, what we call grace, to resist. Therefore, we pray when that urge comes again, you will not need to struggle because the Holy Spirit has empowered you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Now let's share the grace in fellowship as we do here. If you're coming for the first time, I believe a magazine was given to you. We'd like you to please turn to page 11. You see at the close of meetings, we declare, or this is how we share the grace in unison. Are we set? Praise the name of the Lord. I want to be sure that those coming for the first time are with us. So let's go. One, two, three, go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We are passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We are passed out of curse into the blessing. All things are passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is a season of multiplication and dominion shining forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now just give that to three persons around you. The last line. The last person. And just say the last one to yourself This is my season of multiplication and dominion and shining forth. Share of brethren.